0: Hello and welcome Success Grid Nation to a new episode of the Success Grid podcast with your host Hussein Taleb. This is episode number 62 with Leonard Chiner. How to leverage digital marketing to grow your small business. You are going to love this one. Also don't forget to leave me a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And leave me your voice messages of what do you think the next episode about business and entrepreneurship you would like to hear more of. Welcome to Success Grid the place for sharing entrepreneurial stories, knowledge and wisdom to educate and inspire you to always strive to raise your standards in your business and your life with your host Hussein Talib. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Success Secret podcast here with me Hussein Talib. My guest today, his name is Leonard Chiner. He is a marketing consultant and growth strategist, founder and CEO of Geek House, a law firm marketing agency based in LA. Leonard has been helping law firms and lawyers for the past decade to develop legal brands, create profitable marketing systems and generate consultations lead to more clients. Leonard, how are you? I'm well, Hussein.
1: Thanks so much for having me on today.
0: Awesome, awesome to have you. Welcome to the grid.
1: Awesome. Thank you. am so, very excited awesome. to be here. Awesome.
0: So tell us a little bit more about you, what you do, and especially you've been in this uh, 10 years and more. You've been doing this. So tell us a little bit about your story.
1: Yes, thank you. So um, as you mentioned, my name is Leonard Shiner. I'm the CEO and founder at a law firm marketing agency named Geek House. We're based in Los Angeles, California. And... Um, our main focus is on helping small law firms and solo attorneys build their their brand, market themselves, and ultimately grow their firm uh from Mm. either they're at six figures and scale them to seven or uh build them a six-figure firm. Mm. Good. So you
0: basically help them in their digital marketing, right? So what are the keys to success in the, for these businesses? Because you're talking about law firms, maybe dentists, maybe lawyers, these kind of small business owners, right? Do these people need to be, let's say, online?
1: It is 2021, Hussein. So everyone <laughs> today needs to be online. I, I had a conversation just the other day, and we were saying, if if you're not online, you perhaps don't exist in 2021. Um, So we focus on small law firms and solo attorneys. So in regards to that, every attorney needs an online presence because when a potential client comes to hire you, what's the first thing they're going to do? Mm. They're going to go online. So we definitely want to have a really well-rounded out and cohesive presence there. And Mm. to answer your question directly, what are the steps to success? Well, in any business, but more specifically professional services like law firms, you need to have clients, then you need to do delivery of the service, and then we want to make sure that we either retain those clients or keep them as referral sources. So mm-hmm. there's really three segments of, of a law firm that when I come in to look, um, that that's what I'm looking at. Where are oh, the... Where's the bottleneck in that process? Mm,
0: cool. Awesome. So you mentioned these three things. So let's start with the clients. Uh, where where the ideal place for these, uh, for example, lawyers and law law firms to find their ideal clients? Because you know there are a lot of places. Uh, and if we talk about social media, there are a lot of like Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Pinterest. TikTok now, so <laughs> TikTok. So where, where do they find their other clients?
1: So depending on what type of law firm or what type of business you have is going to depend on where you go to look for those customers, right? Uh, you know, you're in a different business than I'm in. So we're going to look for customers. We're going to go fishing in different ponds. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, you don't, you don't go... Um, I'm not a fisher, but you don't fresh you don't fish for freshwater fish and saltwater, right? Hmm. So when I look at firms, and uh, you know, I, I'll often hear like, "We need more customers, right? We need more clients, we need hmm. more business." So when I look at their marketing systems, I'm always looking at like the whole gamut. So from A to Z, where are we starting and where are we ending? Hmm. What's our result that we're looking for, and then what actions are we taking to get there? So. In terms of finding your client, (laughs) clients are online, right? Because they're humans. But when I'm looking at a firm, are they looking for consumer clients or are they looking for business clients? Now, here's the difference consumer clients, we can go on social media and find those types of clients. I can go on Instagram for my personal injury firm, right? I can go on Facebook or Instagram or any of the social platforms for my bankruptcy firm or my divorce firm or my criminal defense firm, right? Because our target client is an individual. So we can find them on social, but how would you go about, uh, marketing to maybe you do landlord tenant, uh, law and you're on the landlord side, right? So you represent uh, property management companies and owners, maybe real estate and investors. So how would you target them? Well, you're not going to go on social media. You might <laughs> want to have a presence there, right? Cause everyone's a human. So you want to be able to look up the business that you're going to deal with. Mm-hmm. But if you're going business to business, it's so much more relationship and direct approach that we tend to look at direct LinkedIn messaging organically or we're looking at cold email marketing. And so depending on who we are talking to depends on the method that we're using.
0: Yeah, you mentioned LinkedIn. LinkedIn is probably one of the biggest B2B platform, I guess, or there
1: is something bigger than LinkedIn. <laughs> well, you know, LinkedIn has been a silent sleeper for a few years now. You know, what do you mean by the? Well, many years ago, they were acquired by Microsoft, right? Mm. And they've been kind of silently sleeping. They haven't really done a, a, a lot of promote. I guess when you look in respect of all the social platforms, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of buzz and commotion about Instagram and Facebook and YouTube, but, but LinkedIn's kind of just a silent, mm-hmm. consistent, steady sleeper. Um, but what we are seeing now in 2021, is that they are waking up just like most of the rest of the world. And um, actually in June of, um, well, it might've been May, May, June, July, over the past uh, month or two, what we've seen is that LinkedIn has really cracked down on our efforts that we're able to do. So for example, we used mm-hmm. to be able to send out 120 Uh, maybe 100 different connection requests each day that were targeted. Mm. And now we're only able to send out about 10, 25, 30. Mm, So we've really seen a decrease in that. So that's allowed us to think of new creative ways and new strategies to still use that platform and get the same result, but a little bit different on the Mm. tactic side.
0: Yeah, I I saw that when you... Me personally, <laughs> because I added recently a few people on my LinkedIn. I saw so when I say connect, they like confirm. Are you sure? Do you know the person personally? Yes. Okay. Send. So it's not like everybody, like when Facebook started, you can add everyone. So people mm-hmm. just went, add, 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 friend, add friend. So they had like a 5,000
1: friend in like two days. So it's really a, a good idea to pick one platform that your target client is going to be on and really focus on one, right? I think a lot of people, um, you know, I'm guilty of this as well, that we try to do a little bit everywhere. And what we find is that it just doesn't work. You know, Mm. what we're really looking for um, in terms of getting clients or new business from a social platform is that we have the consistency there on that platform because we're building an audience that's specifically on that platform. So for instance, if we are a bankruptcy firm and we're on Facebook, then we need to have a heartbeat on our profile and have consistent um, client serving uh, content. Mm -hmm. So what I see a lot of times is you know, there's a photo of the attorney, you know, in her office or in his office or the attorney doing yoga or the attorney, you know, out for lunch or something like it's about the attorney's life. Although that's wonderful. We want to, you know, inject, of course, that personal brand into the content, but your followers, your connections, your subscribers, your audience is there for them. At the end of the day right everyone's selfish you know <laughs> so they're there for them so we need to serve the audience right yeah, exactly. think about it like you know a stand-up comedian or you know anyone they don't get up there and talk about themselves they, they entertain and so i think about I, it a little yeah. that.
0: actually they make the, the focus on the audience because when you watch actually a lot of stand-ups they make fun of the audience yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of them. So <laughs> that makes it all about them. And they laugh at each other.
1: They they interact with the audience. Yeah, yani, yeah right? exactly. Yeah. I and mean, we could even do that right now on, on, this, uh, on this episode. We could say, you know, if you're listening to this episode and this is a you know the information's resonating with you, go leave a review for this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Podcast,
0: yeah right? that's, that's a great
1: idea. <laughs> right. So now we've mentioned that we put that in their ear right? So Mm. we need to handle the audience. And when I say that is that we always want to do it from a place of empathy and love and giving, right? I believe that we were placed on this earth to be in relationship and to be of service to others. So with that said, when you're producing content, you know, we want to see a little bit of you in your yoga studio, right? Because that's you. That's how we're relating. But I also want to know if you're a you know, a bankruptcy attorney, I want to know, you know, a special tip about this or a fact about that, or give me the how to's or share a client testimonial, mm, or yeah. put in there maybe a personal story or g- give me value as your audience member. W- why am I following you? Right? Yeah, exactly. So when we're creating content for clients, both on the uh, B2C, the consumer side, and on the B2B, on the business side, um, for either type of firm, whenever we're creating content, we're always thinking about how can we always provide value in every single nugget of content that we push out? Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, people want education. People want to know, right? Yeah, the they
0: want they want more value. This is why authentic people want more value and more knowledge to so they can probably apply in their own
1: situation. I was saying that, you know, people are online looking for information. They're asking questions. So if you can give them the first step, they're going to look to you for step two. Mm -hmm. And then if you also give them step three, right, and then that's how they work with you.
0: Yeah, exactly. You mentioned the branding. A lot of people connect uh, a brand with its uh, colors and logo and stuff like that. (laughs) What is branding? Uh, What does branding mean or brand mean to you?
1: So when you ask people what a brand is, the definition is sometimes uh, it seems moldable, right? Because it's different in different situations. Well, what I say is that a brand is everything you mentioned. It is the colors. It is the logo. It is uh, the voice, right? But mm. the brand is also everything that you can't put your finger on. So mm. the intangibles, right? Um, you know, it's estimated that, um, the S and P stock is largely made up like 90% by intangible goods, mm-hmm. right? Meaning yeah. like will the companies and things that you can't actually pick up and hold Re- the hold. reputation of the company, the reputation, the goodwill. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, when we see that stocks are so much built up about that, right? We just had the, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo and Coca Cola incident. <laughs> ah, did you see that? <laughs> that? That's the biggest example recently yeah. of of brand in the news, right? Millions, billions of dollars. I uh, I don't know if it was billions, but you know, uh, they say they, say they say they
0: say four billion.
1: I thought for, it was billion, right? Four yeah. billion, yes, <clears throat> for Coca Cola. Yeah. Right. So the brand is important, um, and you ask what it is, and so. What I'll say to that is it does include all of those things, but it's also the personality of your company. Hmm. Um, it's the voice, it's the strategy, it's the culture, it's how you handle everything in between. So when I work with a law firm to help them create that brand, me and my team are looking at who, who is the person at the helm, right? Because ultimately, that is going to trickle down throughout everything that's just their mo that's the mode um, especially with smaller firms it's largely personality driven yeah. and so the marketing that we're strategizing and creating for them really needs to be in their voice now exactly that might be confusing so what does that look like well we've all seen the types of attorneys that are really loud right And so their marketing needs to be really loud and engaging and dynamic and woohoo, right? (laughs) But then we've also seen the attorneys that are almost like, you know, mouses, right? And they just want to do their work. And maybe they are in a different area of law that allows them to really connect with clients in that way. So Mm -hmm. then their marketing is going to be a little bit more uh, subtle and relationship based, right? Mm -hmm. We're still going to do a lot of activity. But it's going to be in their style. So it matches their brand. So when I am looking to help someone and we're in that conversation about figuring out when is the right time? What is the right strategy? You know, because different puzzle pieces work for different people. Mm. And so when we're looking at that, any, any, anyone who's in professional services knows that they're really selling themselves at the end of the day, mm. right? Yes, I might be selling you a solution to your divorce or a solution to your personal injury uh that just happened, right? But if you were in a car accident, and you're looking to hire an attorney, and you're looking at, you know, website one, and website two, you know, attorney one, attorney two, you're going to look at these and subconsciously, whichever one makes you feel more comfortable is the one you're going to gravitate towards, right? Because you just I don't know. It just feels right.
0: Uh, you mean you mean point. gut feeling, something? Like, yeah. The gut
1: feeling, right? And so we try to understand and influence that gut feeling by looking cohesive in terms of when is it right to work with someone like me, or when is it right to look at building marketing? I would say any business. Remember, we looked at the the three. Uh, pillars really of of being successful in in business is clients or customers coming in.
0: Yeah,
1: you know you got to generate those or at you least need. have them. You need sales, and then we have to deliver it right. <laughs> <laughs> if we're fast food, we're delivering fast food. If we're yeah. client services, we're delivering you know deliverables. Um If we're a law firm, we're doing the case, and so and then after we we've got that retention. So. Of those three parts, I, I say, if one of those is not working in your business, you have a problem in your business. Mm-hmm. So that's where we start. Mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of like setting that up and, and what is our, really our first step is we wanna make sure that we have built and established some credibility and authority, right? Mm-hmm. So, and today when people are looking online to hire someone, they want to look at wh- who's talked about you, who have you helped, right? So yeah, exactly. How yes. we that testimonials is really great. Getting uh, articles in the press is really great. Um, doing podcasts with other people is really great. Collaborating on um, even uh, collaborating on uh, webinars or something like that, mm, or yes. even yeah, good be simple, mm, or even as simple as on your own site. Do you have things for people to download Mm. right are we looking at uh like little how-to white papers or anything that provides a resource for your Mm. your uh target potential client is going to position you as an authority yeah so in
0: this regards i want to talk a little bit about budget because maybe a lot of businesses start thinking or telling people uh, that they want to work with uh, what how do, how much do you think that we should accumulate for this project for example so what's your approach to budgeting
1: well you've asked a great question because every business is different with their budget right the the, the structures are different um in every business about you know what you can spend and what you hope mm. to return mm-hmm. on that so what i would say is you know if you're a a uh, starting out law firm, your budget is going to be much less than if you're a law firm doing a million, two million a year. And uh, at Geek House, we work with everything in between. So I would say our clients are usually making, you know, everywhere from like a, a law school graduate. So we're starting fresh, clean slates and, and building them up. Um, so I guess that's zero all the way up to maybe 4 million we've had clients. So Mm -hmm. within there, that's kind of what I would define as your solo and and small law firm. And there's a lot of things that those people can um, do on their own or hire an agency to do. Mm -hmm. And what I would say is have a conversation. If you don't have those three success pillars in your business, then what we wanna look at is talk to a lot of people, find out what you can do. Um, but it's difficult to give a budget because there is so much uh, difference, right? And yeah. my strategy of doing quote, Facebook marketing, or my strategy of doing quote, LinkedIn marketing, mm. it, my strategy is going to be different yeah, than exactly. other agencies, right? So that means that you're like the pack, it's apples to oranges. So, do your homework. I guess is the answer to, to your budget question. Is <laughs> yeah. do your homework.
0: Yeah, you need you need in budgeting. You need to do some testing. For example, sit um for example, sit a little aside uh, of money and test with it. See how the the platform, let's say, or the people who are you're looking for respond to your offering. Something
1: like that. Exactly. I've had uh I've had clients come in where they. Didn't really have a, a good sense of a budget. They didn't know because they had never really done marketing for their firm before. It had all been on word of mouth or referral based. And so when they first came, they asked the same question, you know, what, what, what kind of budgets are we looking at here? Yeah. And, um, I'm thinking of one client in particular where, um, she was just starting out and she hadn't really gotten those, the flow of those success pillars yet. And so, uh, her and I just worked together kind of informally. Mm. Um, I gave her some strategies about how to kind of get things off the ground, which allowed her to start getting some flow. And then yeah. once we got that flow, right? So she kind of picked my brain during the consultation and this and a few strategy sessions and she was able to do the work herself. Mm. After that, she's already got her foundation somewhat set up. So. After some months of doing that, then she and I uh, began working together, and we, we were able to have a budget that was, you know, mutually beneficial.
0: Yeah. Oh, cool. So it brings a certain good ROI for her business and uh, a flow of clients for the business.
1: Yeah, I would always say, you know, in your business, you can't outsource your high-level planning. You right. can't outsource your high-level planning. Right. Mm. A lot of a lot of business owners think, oh, I can just hire a marketing company and that's going to solve my front-end problem. Mm. But really all marketers are marketers. They're not magicians, myself included. So when we're working in collaboration with a client, we I like to really roll up my sleeves and wrap my arms around their business and treat it like my own and mm. ask myself, how would I market this, right? What's yeah. our, our biggest bang for the buck? You know, are we looking at long-term strategies, short-term strategies? And I'm looking in the beginning, what can we do minimally that will get the flow going, right? Get the spark of the fire before we start flaming it and going from there. Mm. Mm.
0: Where do you see future opportunities for growth for low firms?
1: in terms of like online growth? Yeah, yeah, digital marketing and online growth.
0: Because if we are talking about, uh, for example, uh, outside of online, probably like you mentioned, maybe it's a word of mouth. I know this, for example, lawyer, it's good. I want the case with him, whatever. Go hire him, something like that. But on the online, probably people don't know him unless maybe they search more or see some testimonials. And hopefully they are authentic testimonials. Because to be honest, there is a way for testimonials to be not authentic.
1: (laughs) So that, I guess that's two questions, the the (laughs) testimonials and then, um,
0: you know. Where do you see future opportunities for growth for law firms
1: in digital marketing? So I'll ask the the future one first and then uh, we'll go to testimonials. But So the future of law firms, I would say that when people are giving word of mouth referrals and this happens all the time, right? When you need an attorney or even like a real estate agent, you ask around, right? You mm. think of your friend who just bought a house within the last year. Yeah. You think of, you know, who do I know? Who's an attorney, right? Even if they're not the attorney you need, who's an attorney? And then maybe they know the, the right, <laughs> team, right, right. So it's a double referral. Well, so here's, here's how that plays out. Um, Geekhouse has a client that had an a you know an online presence. they They had a website. It was not great. And all of his never done online marketing before, never, ever. he all of his business was word of mouth and referral. And since we went through and did the work on his brand to really establish that brand, brand and the foundation, right? get them all set up and then do marketing for him and and his website and all of that. Um, you know, he, he was, uh, what I would call a full service client who went mm. through our entire process, which is where we can then guarantee results because mm-hmm. we know Ooh. we've checked on the boxes along the way, but this client, so having all word of mouth business, he shared with me that after we did his brand and his website and he looked better, he got more word of mouth business. Mm, okay. How's that possible? How is that possible? It's the same customer base, uh, you know, or previous client base, same networks he didn't join anything differently. What it is, is his online authority and Mm -hmm. his online presence. He has a brand. Now, many attorneys poo poo the idea of having a brand. They say, you know, as long as they can get in touch with us, great. We don't need all that fanciness is that (laughs) as I've heard it called, (laughs) but when you have that so-called fanciness. And you look cohesive and put together online think about how those scenarios play out he has a prior client you know who has a friend the friend asks who do you suggest for xyz right i need this i need an attorney Hmm. well that person who's looking for an attorney the friend probably has a few people that they're looking up right attorney one two and three well when they look at my client attorney one and he looks all mismangled and scattered all over the internet they're going to be like okay he was a referral but how much do i trust the friend right Mm. so the trust comes from friend versus if the friend was maybe somewhat trustworthy but they asked and they got a referral and they and the law firm looks amazing they've got a great website they've got current content they have been featured in the news they're placed on the number one page on Google, right? They're rocking and rolling. Cool. So then, like will said, you have no other question. I, I'm not looking anywhere else. I got the referral. I look it up. They look like a home run. I'm calling right now and I'm signed within the next few days. Mm-hmm. That's what we want. We want to remove all the confusion or second guessing or or you know anything like that because a confused mind will always say no no oh, yeah of so we Good. want to look amazing for anyone who's coming and looking at us up.
0: Mm-hmm. so do you want to go back
1: and uh, repeat on yeah. the testimonial thing so and, and that's kind of a nice segue because how do we look like a home run online is we have testimonials, right? We have that outside that third party credibility mm. where, you know, if a hundred people or 10 people or however many testimonials you have, if different people are saying that you do a good job, we want to believe that as yeah. consumers online today. We believe reviews. We believe testimonials. So in terms of does testimonials add to that for certain? And when I'm working with a firm, and working to uh, build their their brand or their website will actually do, um, will create a process within their firm that we help out with mm-hmm. to bring in testimonials. Lots of firms have lots of great clients that they've served previously, and they don't have testimonials from them simply oh, okay. because they just haven't asked. So, mm-hmm. we put in a process so that we get those so that they can appear online. Yeah,
0: especially. Uh, yeah, that's a great idea. A lot of people might have served a lot of clients before, but they don't have their feedback and stuff like that. So, there would be no harm at all if you ask them, like telling them that I want your feedback, or testimony, your testimonial, your experience, mm-hmm. your whatever it is that you can give me back with the company. So, you personally, Leonard, uh, who are your Mentors, let's say, or leaders, or the people that you learned learned from, or
1: still learning from, and follow and stuff like that. So I guess one of my uh, my mentors, I look at mentors who are maybe ten steps ahead of me. I look at there's many levels to. I feel like I'm in the agency game, right? My clients are in the law firm game, and there's many levels to the game. And so when I look up to mentors, I'm looking at people who are, you know, grasp, you know, reachable, like realistic, but who are a few steps ahead. Because I want to be not just looking at my next three steps in my business or in my life. But I want to be looking at, you know, what does it look like a little bit longer down the road? Oh, cool. Um, <laughs> because what we're doing today is going to get us there. So as far as marketing concerns, digital marketing, um, Amy Porterfield is a great resource. Oh, okay. She has a podcast. Um, I think it's called the marketing this, made, oh, market, yeah, made easy with Amy. Yeah. Yeah. Marketing made easy with Amy Porterfield. And what I like about Amy is that she speaks from her own experience and then she also has guests. So it's a nice. Uh, collaboration. And, and again, I'm there to serve myself. I'm a listener, right? So I'm getting valuable content from her. Um, what I also appreciate is that she implements what she speaks, right? So she has her own business, which, um, you know, teaches you how to build online courses and other stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I appreciate that she's been doing this for 10 plus years, right, much like myself. I appreciate that she has started. She previously worked for Tony Robbins. Yeah. She's got a good foundation of, you know, what we would call corporate type experience. And then she's moved into the entrepreneur chapter, chapters of her life and continue to grow there. So I feel really comfortable learning from her in that they're not flash in the pan type strategies. They're really thought out. And ultimately it's about building a business, right? I wanna mm-hmm. build a business, not just have a business today and then I don't know what it looks like in five years. No, I want to continue to grow. Yeah, that you wanna grow. This is
0: that. this is why great, you mentioned like you wanna look not one step or two steps ahead, like you wanna look maybe ten steps, maybe a hundred steps ahead, and you work through it step by step until you reach there. So you can be prepared when you reach that, when you reach that place, you can be prepared for the, for example, number of clients, for whatever it is that you, that may face, that you are prepared
1: for it. Great. And and that's part of, with GeekHouse, that's part of our growth process. You know, if you're on maintenance mode in your business, you're actually going backwards because people don't want to work with someone who's just maintaining. They want to work with someone who's, always future growing and innovating, trying new things. Mm-hmm. And that growth period or that growth, you know, idea is what's going to take you to the next level, right? Exactly. You're that hunger for something more. But what a lot of people don't, and even my clients included, and that's something that I'm, I coach with them through is that every level is going to require something different from you. Mm-hmm. So who you were when you started your firm with, you know, a handful of clients, maybe five, that's a different version of you than when you have 50 clients, than when you have 500 clients.
0: Exactly, definitely. So what would you say I want to take away for
1: this episode? I would encourage anyone who's listening to the Success Grid podcast to understand that your content or your messaging or anything that you're putting out online should be speaking to one person. And that one person should be your potential client or your target client, Yeah, your target customer. And I mean that in a few ways. One is, we want to talk to that person, instead of thinking like, what do I need to put out? What do I need to put out? Mm. No, no, it's it's like having a conversation with a friend, right? Think about that one Mm. person. And the other item to that is, when you were speaking to that one person. It sounds a lot less like, Hey guys.
0: Hi, you're not talking. You're not putting a lot of right. people in the same bucket. You need to put each one in their cases and the as an in individual cases.
1: Everything is an individual case. Mm. It's a conversation of you to them. It's mm. a one-to-one, mm. right? Uh. So instead of saying, um, you know, like even on like social or in in marketing content, or if you're writing an email, right? It's not like um, you know, everyone can do this, right? It's like that's that's general, right? You want to connect, we want to connect exactly. and after being when you tell down someone and this yeah, when and that, you tell
0: someone that everybody can do this and everybody can do that, it, they don't relate to you in a way they, they say this is not something that might be for me. So they will leave the website
1: or whatever it is that uh, they were engaging with. Right. So like it, at, in an example, right, if, if we were to say, like if I was ho- holding kind of like a, you know, like a 101 type web session, right, and I was on Facebook, I wouldn't say, okay, everyone, now uh, let's go, go to this link. Hey, everyone, drop in the chat hey everyone let me know you know go to this link or sign up for that whatever right i wouldn't say (laughs) hey everyone 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 right because it just sounds a little ingenuine what i would say is hey you can do this right because when i say you it brings us center and we're holding that conversation much more closely yeah if i'm talking to you hey you know what I'd like you to do right now is go into the chat and, and type this, or I've got a question for you, or go to, you need to go to this link right now so that we can take this next step, right? Yeah, it's, exactly. it's very, it, it's almost anecdotal, right? Like subconscious. It's, it's, um, some people might call it woo woo, but this is what, uh, this is kind of the basis of marketing. Yeah we're trying that
0: especially especially nowadays with all the distraction all the things that out there a of social media a lot of ads maybe a lot of things going on in the people's mind a lot of emails so the more you make it direct to like you are speaking to one person instead of a bunch of people so it will resonate with them more
1: awesome (laughs) Uh, so leonard where can people get in touch with you so, uh we are online at uh, gogeekhouse.com and we spell that go geek and then house is h a u s so gogeekhouse.com and uh I am online everywhere under the name Leonard Shiner so l e o n a r d s c h e i n e r awesome well, thank you, Leonard,
0: for being here today with me on the Success Grid podcast. Awesome episode.
1: Hussein, it's been a wonderful time, and I look forward to chatting with you again soon. Oh, of course. Thank you. Thanks, now. Thank you for listening to this episode
0: of Success Grid. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you found value in the show, rate and leave a review on iTunes. For more resources, visit successgrid.net. Until next time.